Hello and welcome to Concert Pipeline. That's Jen Schippel. And that is Steve Jones. And today on the podcast, we have a band called Coast Modern. And uh, I had a chance to interview them at the rickshaw stop in uh, San Francisco. Uh, really great conversation. We'll get to that in a little bit. We'll get to that in a little bit. we got a little bit to talk about before we get to Coast Modern. But, uh, uh, but exciting times ahead uh, on the podcast. Um, so first off, Jens... We need to hit what really matters here. Yeah, I think we should just start off with, um, you know, we should prioritize here and start with the most important topics on the agenda. We need to get down to brass tacks and wonder why you're afraid of clowns. Oh, yeah. Well, that had to happen, right? It did. um, Nothing safe on the podcast. Nothing safe on the podcast. (laughs) I just want to um, say right now that, uh, you know, kudos to... Stephen King and his writing genius, but um, there are several movies in my life that I'll never see and books that I'll never read. It is one of those. Okay. Yes. It this, is this definitely stemmed one of by those. my invitation to you to go see the movie it after this podcast. Yeah, and I kind of walked into that one too. I was wondering, hey, Steve, you, you know, brought well, it up. Actually, did I? No, I, I brought up the topic of. Are you going to see film, it? Yes. But I did not in any way ever suggest <laughs> I wanted to go see it with you or anyone else ever in my life. But why would you bring it up if you didn't want to talk about it because or didn't it, have any it interest? It seemed in. like a movie that you would be excited to yeah, see. Yeah, yeah. Like I'm, I figured you'd seen it already. I had not. And you were going to tell me all about it. No. You see, that's what that's what uh, I was reaching out to you. Mm-hmm. You know about your excitement about this film. I I was like. Oh, I never want to watch this movie, and I can't really tell you why that is. I um, uh, I definitely have a fear of clowns. Um, I hate the circus. I, I don't like fairs of any kind if there are clowns going to be present. Um, and I wish I could pinpoint it to maybe, you know, some... Were you diddled by a clown as growing no, up? No, I was never molested by a clown or, or anything as a little child. Maybe maybe I saw a movie about a killer clown when I was three or something, and I just don't remember it. You know, it's probably something like that. It's just totally subconscious. But no, I whether they're friendly or not friendly, clowns freak me out. Even balloons sometimes. Red balloons? Red balloons, yeah. yeah, sometimes freak me out. You're parents showed you that when you were one didn't they they probably did yes they probably did isn't this the second coming of it this is yeah so they had the original movie that came out in i want to say 75 ish 77 something like that that or no the book came out in 75 or 77 then the movie came out in uh i think it was 80 all right and uh and uh, and there was a mini series um of it as well i don't know the timeline where, where that kind of factored into the timeline but it's back. Yeah. And so is Pennywise. All right. Yes. I don't even know what Pennywise is. Pennywise is the clown from it. Pennywise is the name of that scary clown that comes out of the gutter. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, great story. Speaking of the gutters, this, uh, I think it was a 15 year old girl or 17 year old girl or something went to the town in Maine where this is based and, uh, and actually hung a red balloon from each and every, uh, uh, sewer. In the town, no to the way. Point, to the point where, like, the authorities got involved because everybody was like scared. <laughs> and, Wait, and, where was this? This is in some town in Maine. I don't know the exact town where That's this is. Hilarious. This I haven't seen the movie again yet, but uh, I, hopefully I will tomorrow. Um, and uh, and and yeah, she hung a red uh, a red balloon from each loca- location. And I mean, the 
they took her in and I mean they resed her, but then they couldn't charge her with anything. What are they going to charge you? The hanging littering balloons? or something? I know. <laughs> what do you What do you do? It's not really littering, I guess, until the balloon deflates and just lies there. Yeah. But um, can you imagine going to the store and saying, "Hey, I need ninety nine red balloons." Ninety nine red, red balloons. balloons. See now I'm gonna. I, I heard that song yesterday. Uh, chick was uh, at the country club was playing. Uh, you know, playing a bunch of songs. Sometimes I can hear the music over there, and mm-hmm. I was out. You know, in the garage with the kayak and everything and and uh and I, and they she was playing that song it was yeah, great that's yeah. funny yeah that's funny that um see i already have two negative associations that um that i've created in my mind ever since we started this podcast several minutes ago the okay. first one actually the second one is um now every time i listen to 99 red balloons i'm gonna think of uh it um so i no longer can listen to that song now um <laughs> two <laughs> Uh, two was, um, I forgot, but it was something very significant. Also some crazy association. Anyway, it will come back to me and I will, um, I will discuss it. Okay. But anyway, um, so when I think about my childhood, I think about watching scary movies like The Shining, which totally freaked me out. Mm-hmm. Do you know what this is? It sounds familiar. I'm placing it. I'm placing it, checking my database. Oh, right. Oh, my God. No. Oh, my God. Okay. Stop. 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 I'm getting, an- getting anxious. I'm getting anxious. Putting that shit off. Ah! Run away. Run away. Run away. <laughs> Goldfinger. Come on. Crazy. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, so, The Shining. I think The Shining I saw yeah. way too early in life, and it definitely traumatized me. Um, uh, and there, there was stuff like, um, you know, horror movies that was just stupid, but kind of scary and fun, like the first original Friday the 13th, you know? Yeah. And then um, um, uh, bleh, the guy, uh, the Nightmare Dude. Freddy, Freddy Krueger. Yeah, 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 Nightmare on Elm Street. Right, yep. right, right, right. So there must have been some other film that I saw earlier that had to do with clowns that I don't remember that traumatized me for life. Anyway, so because of that, I'm not trying to diss you. I'd love to go to the movies with you. We'll go watch Wonder Woman or whatever. Okay, yes. And uh, That's second in line. To second it, in line to Wonder Woman or whatever. That's high on my list. No right? clowns. As long uh-huh. as there are no clowns, I'll go see whatever. <laughs> Alrighty, yeah. Um, because, I mean, no offense to our clown population that's listening to the podcast, but, I mean, every clown was diddled as a child right i mean like there's there's something there that's like wrong right you're not doing that for the joy of children no no i don't know what it is up i don't know what's up with people that want to dress up as clowns but it's not a pleasant experience for kids do not do that no matter how where you feel your career path is taking you right (laughs) (laughs) uh if you want to you know be the be the hit at a birthday party for kids um great but don't dress up as a clown to do so Uh uh-huh oh my god crazy so you on the last podcast jens you uh said there would be breaking news about a a dog update oh yes i would love to give you guys the latest greatest news about the dog search Uh uh-huh okay so last time on the podcast we talked about um how i was going to reveal the latest developments um next time we were going to do a podcast which is right now so i'm dismayed to say there have been no developments at all on the dog front but i have had my hopes set high i have put 
you know, dog searching or shopping um, on my list of things to do for the weekend. And um, none of it has materialized. Just adding a family member, someone to your family is just on a list of things to do. Like, it's just like, take out the garbage. Right. Wash the car. Right. Find a dog. Right. Uh Uh-huh. And I just, I need to move, I I need to move the find the dog up on the list because literally, like, on my day off, it's like, okay, I'm going to go to Trader Joe's, I'm going to go to Costco, I got to get the car washed, literally. I was calling out everything on your list. Band-Aids, you know. Um, And uh, after that, I'm tired. It's 107 degrees. It was 107 degrees last week. I don't have the energy to do more than like three things in one day. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I'm just looking for divine intervention, I guess. You're waiting for the dog to come to you. I'm waiting for the dog to come to me. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think that's what's going to have to happen. The dog is going to have to come to me. All right. We'll so, keep waiting for, yeah. for this update. To, I will to continue progress. to update you guys. Yeah, and now I feel like I'm... Letting the person. audience down. Yeah. yeah, I'm letting myself down, letting the audience down. Um, um, tomorrow is another day off for me, so um, there is hope in the future, and it's not supposed to be 90-something tomorrow. Um, should be cooler, so I got my fingers crossed. Maybe we'll have a dog tomorrow. We'll find yeah, out about that. Not likely, but... Yeah. There's one other thing I wanted to call out before we get into the meat of the program here, and this is, um, I'll be honest with the Concert Pipeline audience, and that is that uh, since the last episode, I got a speeding ticket. Look at this. Steve Jones, you are keeping things from me. A speeding ticket. You didn't know about that? No. I thought I told you about that, really. If uh, you did, then I don't remember. Okay, well, here it comes. I (laughs) want the details, every single little detail. Okay, well, here we have a story ahead. Then, Um, So I'm taking the uh, kids to school. I dropped my son off at the gas station. Don't ask. Uh, (laughs) uh, And you drove off with him (laughs) at the gas station? Without him. Uh, (laughs) Are you sure it was just a speeding ticket you got? (laughs) Not like child (laughs) abandonment charges? No. I dropped him off with... My, um, either my mom or my sister at the gas station and then I take my daughter continued on to uh, her school which is all the way across town and um, and by the way I'll get on the freeway uh, on the highway and um, and this jackass like is weaving in out like barely a foot you're on a highway going 60 miles an hour and this guy's got a foot maybe in between like between cars on a two lane hi- highway I hate those back people. and forth that person never gets caught right no right never gets caught yeah. Dropped my daughter off at school, coming back, coming up uh, the the road, uh, and uh, headed straight ahead uh, toward my house, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and then I, I see this motorcycle come out, and I'm pulling up to a, a traffic light. Since I'm, you know, I, I was pulling up, and then I was pressing on the brake, and then I saw the cop, and of course you slow down more when you see the the cop and he gets behind you and I'm at a red light. So he's behind me at a red light. I know he's going to pull me over. I'm like, I don't know exactly how fast I'm going to be honest, but, um, not fast. I'm going up to a red light. Right. Right. Not, uh, really. But so he pulls me over into the shopping center and, uh, and he asks, you know what the speed limit is uh, here? Uh, and, uh, and, I had seen the sign right next to the shopping center. I was like, a sign right there says 35 miles an hour, right? How fast was I going? Mm-hmm. He said, uh, for, uh, 46, but I got you in at 45. Uh, I clocked you in at 45 or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm just trying not to be memorable at this point. Uh, well, I'm like, whatever. He's going to do what he's going to do. You know, I'm not going to make an excuse or anything like that. Uh, I'm like, nope. I was dropping my kid off at school, uh, going home to work. And... Um, and so comes back and he had, uh, put on the ticket 40 miles an hour. And 
So later I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a little bit of research and look into this and see where the last speed sign was. It was 0.8 miles back, um, almost a mile back. And there's a, a number of streets. You, I mean, you know, the, uh, the street that comes up to, to my street, it's on the same street. Right. I'm not going to name names, but it's on the same street that, that I live on, mm. you know, and, um, and farther down it, um, at where the Safeway is. Right. Mm. Um, and, um, and so that's where the, the last speed sign was. And it, he said it was 30 miles an hour. Um, and was it, and, uh, well, I mean, that's the question, right? Is so the sign like right ahead about 50 yards ahead, maybe less, uh, for me said 35 miles an hour. Maybe I hadn't hit that yet, but the last sign was 0.8 miles back, way back, uh, from, from there. Um, uh, and so when we're coming down to it, we're, t- we're talking like five miles an hour or so, because he put 40 on the on mm-hmm. the ticket. So I think I have something to fight it with. You should. You should go for it. And, yeah. You should go for it. I um, So it sounds like he clocked you at one mile an, o- one mile an hour over. I don't know. He, he's, right? It was 45, you were going 46. You said that? Well, he said, it, well, he said the speed limit was 30. And I was going 46. Where he pulled you over. But I thought before that, it was 45. Didn't you no, say that? No, there's no speed limit. There was 45. He said he locked me in at 45. But it, but I was going 46, is what he said. Oh, that's what he said. Oh, yeah. yeah. You might be fucked. So, I mean, none of that matters because that's not on the ticket. On the ticket, it says I was going 40. So, okay. So whatever you should, said, you should, you should argue it anyway. I'm, you have nothing I'm, to lose. I plan on it, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's no sign for almost a mile up to that point and mm-hmm. uh and the near sign said 35 miles an hour and he uh put it put it at 40 so i don't know i'm gonna uh, fight it and then uh, i haven't told many people this but um but then a couple of days later i got pulled over again fucking hell dude. <laughs> going to pick my daughter up from school <laughs> was it the same guy no, it was a motorcycle <laughs> cop though i was uh over in like uh in uh like I, I, I hit the shoulder a little bit, like a, a little bit before, like turning right onto, uh, like to go towards uh, 121, like towards your house, mm-hmm. right? Right. You, you know what I'm talking about, where um, you, you get over and you're... you're um, where the speedway is. Ex- exactly. So I, I was turning right there, there um, near uh, the pumpkin patch, uh, Stanley Lane, and... Um, and, but I, um, I, I just went over because everybody was stopped and pretty. it seemed like everybody was going straight. And so I just got on the shoulder a little bit, not far, but a, a little bit. And then there's some, a cop had already pulled someone over. So the motorcycle cop waved me down and whatever. And, and then, uh, I had my son in the car at that point and he gave me a written warning, uh, for, for that one. Cause I apparently passed like 10 cars. He said, <laughs> damn, Steve, you're turning into a badass here. I, yeah. It, it, up until this point, I haven't had a ticket in like nine years or something. That's like crazy. That. And, and then, yeah, this year I've had a ticket in an accident and yeah, yeah, this has been a bad 12 months or whatever, whatever. Like, well, you had your accident this year. That was earlier this did, year. Right. Yeah. So yeah, that was April. this year too. Yeah. So yeah, 2017 yeah. has been uh, real challenging for you on the yeah. whole car thing. Well, we'll, ticket see, thing. we'll see if I. More to come on the ticket. Uh, More to come on the ticket. The we'll, worst part we'll is the insurance. With your yeah, dog, with your dog update. Yes, exactly. Uh-huh. There we go. <laughs> you know what? I got to tell you a story. That reminds me of a story that I had uh, that I should share um, about the benefits of actually taking this stuff to to court. Okay. Um, so this happened way back when in college, and I was working uh, 
crazy late at night. I think it was one in the morning. I was coming back from work, going back to my dorm and um, was in my car. There was no traffic anywhere, right? Because it was a tiny little town and it's 1 a.m. Uh, so I, I, I got off the freeway and uh, and um, I'm trying to figure out why I got a ticket. Why the heck did I get a ticket? It was kind of a weird off-ramp. The, um, the off-ramp had two left lanes. Uh, but I think one of the left lanes was like a straight and left or something. I don't know. But there was a cop that had um, followed me off the freeway. And, and I think something had happened at that stop at that stoplight because the, the light was red and I couldn't make that left yet. Something had happened there. I think maybe I was going too fast or I, I took that left a little bit too quickly when I hit the gas pedal or something. I don't know. I don't remember what happened. Was there a clown involved? Was there what? A clown involved. No, there was no clown involved. There okay. was no alcohol or drugs involved. I was just really tired. And I do know I, I went, I hit the brakes too quickly. I think at the very end, maybe I freaked out the cop or something. Um, anyway, he pulls me over for some, bullshit reason i don't know can't make a left you can't make a you can't make a left on the lane i was on i think that's what it was okay so he thought i was on the lane going straight but i wasn't i was on the lane going straight and left it doesn't matter what you do yeah so i'm like this is bullshit you know what i'm just gonna i've got time you know i'm just gonna go and uh you know take this to court or contest it and see what happens you know so my my the time for me to contest this was it like something it was like 8 a.m yeah, right yeah. 30 a.m something crazy in the morning so i get up really early i try to look nice and professional and i drew a map i drew like a <laughs> you brought in this, your evidence was, yes yeah, i yeah. brought in the evidence right i i don't think i took a picture of the crosswalk or whatever because uh what am i talking crosswalk of the intersection because we didn't have cell phones back then with you know cool there was no digital photography uh -huh. so you drew it so i drew it on paper <laughs> I drew it on paper, and I drew this thing like three or four times. Officer, look at this. Or right. Judge, judge. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I had this really nice illustration. I mean, I didn't, you know. If this is an evidence, I don't know what it is. Exactly. Right. It's not a, you know, it could have been, you, I could have drawn it any which way I wanted to. There were no but, cameras back then, so we had we went to perfect the, the, right, the people who right? draw the criminal faces, right? Yeah, exactly. Back then, there weren't any actual cameras <laughs> on intersections that took speeding tickets. I mean, that just you know, didn't happen back then. So there was no like picture evidence here. So I just drew it, um, but I did I did go back to that intersection and I did draw it as accurately as I could. So I wasn't trying to manipulate anything by, you know, with the drawing. I just wanted to explain <laughs> what it was I was I, talking about. I don't even know I how got you there. Like, bring in evidence that's your drawing that you drew. Like how is like, that, how is that evidence? evidence? I know. Like there could be three lanes or six lanes uh, just because you drew it. It what? sounds crazy. And this was back when I had like really long, crazy hair and it looked like, like a pot smoke you know um, nothing wrong with having long crazy hair and smoking pot I'm just saying that um, probably wasn't the best outfit for me uh, or the best look for for that morning but anyway point is I got there at 8 or 8 30 a.m. or whatever it was and um, and there were some other people there you know also contesting tickets and we were just waiting for the judge and his assistant to come into the courtroom and they were about 15 to 20 minutes late Right? It was supposed to okay. start at, let's say, 8. They came at like 8.20. So there was a door. So everybody was facing the, 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 the front of the, the little courtroom where the you know, stand is in the center where the you know, honorable judge presides and everything. Yes. And there's, on, the, on the right side, there was a door into a back room. So that door opened, and the 
judge, he came out with his assistant, um, and she was just kind of following him out the door. These two, I am not kidding, look like they just totally fucked the shit out of each other that morning. Really? I mean, they had these huge <laughs> smiles on their faces. Their clothes were were kind of, um, you know, undone and off to the side, and their hair was all crazy. You know, and I was just, like, trying not to laugh. I'm like, these guys totally banged each other just now. Uh-huh. So I was up first. I went up to the I went up to the, 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 the judge thing, and I showed the guy my drawing. I'm like, I got a ticket. <laughs> this is my drawing. And see, there's this lane in the middle. You can go straight or you can go left i went left i got a ticket because the cop thought it was a you know you could only go straight and the guy looks at the thing and he's smiling and looks at me and he's like is this is this drawing accurate and i said yeah i went to the intersection and i drew it he said okay i'll dismiss this you're good to go <laughs> he was he was getting blown while he, he was, was asking he was probably you probably under his desk blowing him at the same time i mean i am i i would not be surprised if everybody's cases got waived that day i mean these Two were yeah. obviously in such a good mood um, because of whatever just had transpired in that little back room. So, but point is, contest. If you're going to contest, <laughs> contest because you don't know what's going to happen. You know? Yeah, yeah. You might well, get lucky. I mean, I've gotten out of tickets before. <laughs> I mean, I've I've had it written not guilty, please, and I got I went to court and I I had a ticket. The last ticket was a, a speed trap, and so both officers needed to be there, but only one was, and so it got it got thrown out. That was again nine years ago or something. But I have no stories like that, so I'll <laughs> I'll move on. Maybe you'll have one. Contest this ticket. Go. I plan. Maybe on you'll it. have one. I plan on it. Oh man. Okay. Well, that was a story. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That was better than my dog story. Yeah. Well, that, Blew your dog story out of the water. No pun on words. <laughs> okay. Speaking, uh, I don't. I actually, I got no segue. <laughs> no segue. Speaking of stories, yes. Uh, I think we're finished with our stories. Let's segue into the meat of the. And speaking of meat. Speaking of meat. Uh, and we were. Uh, we're <laughs> we going to move to Coast Modern now. Yes. And uh, and yes. Yeah, so Coast Modern is. Uh, Luke, Atlas, and Coleman Trap, uh, and, uh, and I, so I had a chance to talk to them this past weekend at, uh, at Rickshaw Stop in San Francisco, which is a cool little venue, um, and it's like downtown area, although Apple Maps will tell you that it's way, way out, <laughs> near Golden Gate Park. Now, like, this is a story you told me. You did not tell me anything about your tickets, but yes, you did tell me that Apple Maps took you on an adventure. Like, like I was near, it, Apple Maps took me like near Golden Gate Park, right? But it was actually like downtown. Crazy. They're not next to That's each other. That's not next to each other it's at all. Almost two miles away from each yeah. other, which in San Francisco terms is a lot, right? Is a lot because you're always like, drive a block, yeah. you got to stop. Drive a block, yeah. you got to stop. Drive a block, you got to stop. It takes yeah. forever. Luckily, I had left enough time and everything. But uh, um, yeah, I got there and uh, and I had a chat with the guys and it was really cool. I was looking forward to this uh, interview and actually to, to go back to the car situation, tying it full circle, we do have a segue here, is that I was supposed to inter- interview Coast Modern uh, back, back in April um, and, except I got in that accident back in April and so I didn't have a car to get to the interview so um, worked with their publicist and uh, and set it up uh, again for this most recent time that they were, were just here so glad they took the time to, uh, to do the interview. It was... Um, 
It's a great chat. We're going to get into it here in just a second and hear a little bit about Coast Modern. But one thing that I thought was really cool, I mean, was because this is a band, I, I, you know, one of the cool things about doing this podcast is I get exposed to a lot of music that I didn't know before. And Coast Modern is one of those bands that's kind of up my alley. I like the poppy uh, electronic feel to their band. And, um, and, uh, but I didn't really know them beforehand. I, I mean, aside from, you know, a couple months ago when I was going to interview them before. And, um, and so I went into the rickshaw stop before, uh, you know, kind of around sound check. The opening band was, uh, sound checking and, um, shut up, Basil. Dog ass fleas. <laughs> Scratching right now. Um, but, uh, um, I, I went into the sound check. I did the interview with the band, uh, while the other band was, uh, sound checking. And, uh, and afterwards I went outside, uh, to get some air, make a call, that sort of thing. And there were like a hundred people in line. Wow. I'd never seen that at the rickshaw stop before. And so that told me, I was like, oh my gosh, this band is really popular. Really, you know, uh, really great. Listen to him. Like, yeah, well, now he wants to participate in the, in the, in the podcast and it's right up against the microphone. I know, right? It's the pizza that's happened to be right here. But. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, that was just really cool to see the venue was packed. It was, um, a really cool performance and, um, the opening band as well was good, but I don't have their name offhand right now. So, um, I can't recommend them. But uh, but they were were good as well. Actually, I, I might have their their name. So if you wanna, you said this place was called the Rickshaw. Yeah, exactly. There, so there's a venue in San Francisco I haven't been to yet. So describe the Rickshaw real quick. Um, the Rickshaw. It's. I mean, it's. Have you been to Bottom of the Hill? No. No. So there's another. So one. there are two. There, there are at <laughs> least two venues. <laughs> I haven't been to most venues in San Francisco. To, uh, truth yeah. be told, but uh, compare it to Slims. The last uh, event we went to in Oakland. At the Fox? No. The last event we went I to in know. Oakland. Where, oh, where's that? Yeah, right. Okay, this is a great example of I Steve do, not remembering something. I Usually do, I don't remember stuff, but okay, now Steve's not So I do a lot of interviews and I interview so, a lot of bands. Yeah, here comes the excuse. Here, here comes the excuse. I don't remember stuff because I do this all the time. Oakland, near the Fox, but... A few blocks down the street from the Fox, okay. two stories, ancient, old, beautiful building. Upstairs is like a ballroom. Oh, we yeah, interviewed that, a couple that, of bands that, upstairs. I have to compare it to that. Yeah. No, uh, I mean it's not that. It's uh, it's a room that holds probably 250 people or so. So more like Slims. So closer to Slims is, and they they played Slims our last time here. Did you get your car broken into? I did not get my. That's car good. Broken into. Yes, that's good. We're we're all good on the car front. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's good. So you know, um, I'm getting a little intimidated. I don't mean to get off topic, but I am getting a little uh, concerned because uh, you know we've done some interviews, been to some concerts, and um, it's been a while since we've had our cars broken into. So I feel like there's going to be a big thing coming up soon. Like maybe one of our cars gets stolen. If it, anybody wants to steal Jens's car. <laughs> I, we can help out with that. That would be a good excuse for me to get yeah. another one. Yeah. But um, I've got to say, it's a little bit like an earthquake. You know, you always want a little bit of an earthquake to happen so that the big one never happens. You know, you've got to, the, the stress on the plates needs to be relieved um, so that it doesn't build up. And then we have, you know, an earthquake that levels the whole barrier. So I'm just saying, man, I'm getting a little scared. I'm going to move on and introduce our, ba- our next guest, which is... Uh, Coast Modern, 
we're going to start it out with one of the songs from their, their set. This is a song called Dive, and then we're headed into the interview from there. So here is Coast Modern on Concert Pipeline. What's up? This is Luke. And this is also Luke. And I am Coleman as well. And this is Coleman, and you're listening to Coast Modern on Concert Pipeline. Get it. Underwater photography, you guys. This is, are, this is about underwater photography, right? Yeah, absolutely, okay. the whole whole thing about underwater photography. We're big, <laughs> and, and I'll expect you to hold up the conversation about underwater photography. All right, you know, you got to have the enclosure for the camera. Yeah. 
Is that is that about where it ends? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's a, that's the end of this interview. That's all you so. need to know. Yeah. So, all right. I'm here with Luke and Coleman of Coast Modern. How are you guys doing? What's up? We're doing great. So, so you feeling awesome. Feeling awesome. Ready for the show tonight at Rickshaw? Hell yeah. We're pumped. Yeah. First show. So you guys didn't have much of a commute. You've been hanging out in Sacramento for the last couple of days. Hanging out, plotting, yeah. getting ready. Yeah. How has that preparation been? It's good. We're keeping it kind of loose. Like gonna surprise ourselves too yeah I, I like it so you guys were here a couple months ago um, playing slims yeah. right so um, so uh, how was that show how, how and what do you like about the Bay Area? Slims. Slims is a, is a cool venue um, do you remember? It's the one with they have the bars in the middle, like the, like right next to the stage, like the, the, the poles that go right in the middle of it. It was like the, we were in the basement. It was like the blues club. I remember the stage was really dark. Yeah. So I couldn't see anybody. We like to like look at people in the face. So it was like, remember? Yeah. So I'm excited. Yeah. I love Slims. That's a dope venue. And the green room is awesome there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You go downstairs. Yeah. Exactly. You have the yeah. little rooms. Yeah, that's a cool spot. I forgot that was San Fran. I think San Fran has a lot of really good venues. I'm always surprised. Vi- a lot of vibey rooms. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of great places here. Uh, so, uh, what do you guys like to do when you're in the the Bay Area? Tech. We like to program, yeah. design apps. Under underwater photography, right? Underwater yeah, photography. <laughs> One of our label dudes is from San Francisco this guy nat and so every time we're in town he comes to the show and it's great when uh when our crew gets to see us play criticize us <laughs> get a little sushi get some java yeah i know you guys are all about kind of having fun right so tell, yeah. tell me a little bit about what that encompasses for you like how do you work that into your shows? mayhem havoc chaos we feel like the audience can't truly be on the edge of their seat unless we are yeah, that's why I'm like a little nervous right now because I don't know quite what's gonna happen. Have you ever been nervous before a show before? I'm usually not nervous, but now I'm nervous. You still got time. You got a couple hours, right? So I think I'm gonna try and embrace that nervousness because, like, it means, you know, we might bust out an unexpected cover. We might break dance. We might do some a weird chant. I don't know. Yeah. Do you have songs you like to cover? We have a song that we've been covering for about a year now, that song Cute, which we may or may not play tonight, depending on how we feel, but we might bust out a super secret cover by a very talented uh, female songwriter that we're big fans of. Who knows? Who knows? I guess we'll have to find out, right? Blink-182 is always a good cover, too. They are. They are. They're, uh, I'm seeing them actually in a couple weeks in yeah. Sacramento. I'm going to hang out with Mark Hoppus. My friend nice. My friend is uh, friends with them. So. That was one of the most fun shows I've ever seen, seeing Blink, like, years ago. Yeah. There was, it was hilarious. Yeah. Who do you, what, what tour did you see them on? Like, who, do you, who are they playing with? It was, man, it was, like, one of their later ones in the summer, like, 2009-ish. Yeah. 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 Yeah, they put on a good show. Yeah. So you guys met in the studio. Um, you guys are both producing different ty- uh, kind of genres of music. Let's kind of take a step back before that. So what, what got you into producing? And did you were you in bands before you, you did that? I went to a university when I was 18 and got a new laptop for school and downloaded Reason onto the laptop and never went to class because I realized instantly that I loved producing. And that was over a decade ago now. Yes, I, I, um, like a friend had just given me a, a keyboard and a drum machine, like 
um, I, like I didn't play music at all, but I had these tools now, and I was like, I can just sit in my room and make music, like, and so I just started out making really weird songs. Like I think my first song was called Bob Saget. Really? And it was just me screaming Bob Saget, like over like techno drums. Do you have access to that song? It's probably out there somewhere. We, we have to find we it. We should re-release it under Coast Modern. Absolutely. That song probably sounds a lot like Pogs and Slammers. Ah, I wanted to talk to you guys about <laughs> Pogs and Slammers too. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, so okay. So the producing thing. That's. I mean, I think that's pretty unique to go straight into producing without kind of having the bands before. Usually, you know, you're in a band for a while and then you get into producing other artists. And after you get. I mean, some time I, under your I did. I did some band stuff in high school and yeah. like did did a little bit of touring, but this this is like legit now yeah we're, yeah we're rolling you're thrown into the wind and you got a big tour you guys are going all the way across country and back really right so feeling good triumph except feeling great excited for the road ahead so hell yeah yeah so tell me about pogs and slammers i i kind of want to hit on that because i was actually having a conversation with a friend like last week about uh about pogs and slammers not the song but, but you know the actually the cultural phenomenon yes exactly and uh and we he didn't know what they were uh, what is he a child he, no he's older he's like 12 years older though so i think he may okay. have missed that mark right. a, a little bit but i was like right. no no you have the metal slammer and you hit the they're like these round it's you have a metal slammer if you're lucky if you're lucky yeah i i still have one that's a oj it's an oj slammer he has a gun to his head in the oh back of a blazer God. yeah it, it's pretty epic it, yeah Damn. it's awesome yeah so tell me about that for i mean was that a piece of your guys's youth you, you know oh yeah you, i mean i grew up in la and it was a huge thing in la um how was it big in seattle luke it was huge i had a ton of box and slammers you know 90s art was on point and that yeah. was like a great great place to feature art and trade with your friends. It was. But uh, where'd that song come from? The song, I think you told me the fact that Pogs was Passion Orange Guava, the Hawaiian drink, and it was actually a punch out. Yes. And then it was right. like, you know, just like, it just came like that. When you get a fact like that, like how are you not inspired <laughs> to write a song? You gotta write a song about it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. It's a lot of these like smaller, interlude songs I don't even remember really writing because you just you were just messing around like having fun it just it just happens in like, like one, one hour session. really quick you know obviously yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, yeah. but it's fun and we're, we uh, we left it like raw and like that we included it on the album just because it shows like the side that's not sh shined up you know like that was really inspiring Hearing raw stuff was inspiring to me as a kid, so I hope it's inspiring to other people. Like, cause it's yeah, you can hear a person there. Yeah, and we're just people. All right. <laughs> all right. Okay. <laughs> uh, honestly, uh, so tell me about Frost. That's another song I wanted to talk uh, about because that one's really slowed down. I know that was kind of that predated your guys' band even, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so tell me where that came from and. Uh, it predated our band, but it didn't predate our friendship and uh, our workflow. Um, it was after I kind of took a break from music. I went on vacation in Denver and stayed. And uh, I was going to get in the music industry out there, but there wasn't one. So I ended up just like working just odd jobs and learning guitar. Okay. And Frost came from a, uh, a late night writing session. Luckily, I had a cassette recorder with me and I recorded the song to cassette right when I was done writing it and that's the version that's on the album yeah 
and, that, and that's pretty cool, right? So you, uh, so you found this. I mean, you had to come back to LA mm-hmm. to, you know, to be to kind of get that presence in the in the music scene. So tell mm-hmm. me how it is kind of breaking through the, all the noise in Los Angeles to uh, to where you guys are now. You know, it's cool. Like before I even came back to LA, there was a record label that was interested in signing us. So I think the band started um, because of someone else's interest. What am I? What am I trying to say, Luke? Speak for me, man. Come on, Luke. All right. I think. I think what happened was, we, we had some songs that we'd been doing that were very different than than um, our kind of production or like trying to fit with other artists, which is what we were doing at the time, yeah. making songs for people. So when when we started like doing stuff we liked for us, then that's when like doors started opening and and this label was interested in us and it was like hey we can we can be a band i guess like we can do our own thing that was kind of a new concept for us um yeah and so we just right when he came back from denver um we just got together and we're like all right like we're gonna we're gonna do this we're gonna make whatever we want as long as it's super exciting we're gonna go for it yeah. Was there any hesitancy to, to sign with Plus One or was it pretty, it, it kind of matched what you were looking for? It was so early on, like we... We weren't looking for anything. Yeah. Like we had no expectations. So it was like, oh, this company wants to work with us. Why not? Yeah, it was like, because we weren't even a band then. We were just like, sure, I guess we'll, I guess we'll sign a record label. They were like, they're like, do you have any songs? And we're like, yes. Well, we had Dive at that point. They had okay. heard Dive online and it was something that we had made just to make a pop song we were like let's make a pop song and so we made that and they found it and then when they were interested in us they were like can you make other pop songs and we were like yes but instead we're going to make hollow life because we want to show that like that's not all that we're about is pop and uh i think they were afraid at first (laughs) but they've gotten over that at this point i hope yeah (laughs) so hollow life you you guys have a video for hollow life uh tell Mm -hmm. me how that came about uh where did the kind of inspiration for that video come you guys just let let loose and you know ride around on your bikes and yeah it was gasoline everywhere right (laughs) i think the only concept we had was get a get a gasoline container and and run around yeah (laughs) but capturing that kind of spirit the of freeness, of freeness um, and uh, I get the song sort of has a bit of that, like you know, just like throwing caution to the wind and hitting the road. Yeah. So, yeah, we just got a camera and a buddy ran around. Yeah. Hit up a gas station, filled up a couple tanks. Nice. Yeah, I think it was pretty sketchy. The the gas people. <laughs> and they just let you keep filling it up, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> I bet you went home stinking, of course, right? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, Pocketful of No uh, was your other video. Yeah. And that's it's a, a different video. You guys actually got some production in there with the drones and everything, right? <laughs> um, yeah. The guy who directed that, the team that directed that is their friends of ours. Mm-hmm. And we hit them up like, yo, we need a video. Send us a pitch. And they sent us like a paragraph of nonsense like it like made almost no sense and we were like all right come out let's shoot this that's exactly what we're going for no that was like it was like you are djs and then you go to valhalla and then you wake up and and we're like okay green light let's make it (laughs) yeah 
So, uh, I, I'm bouncing around a little bit, but I also wanted to make sure to talk to you guys about um, uh, NASA uh, and and kind of the projects that you guys did with NASA. Yeah. I, I mean, that just seemed totally cool. So tell me, tell me where that came from. Yeah, that was one of the first things we worked on together. Um, just uh, making educational hip hop songs. You know, we did, it was one of those random LA gigs that comes through, and like, you know, we needed we need the money at the time, so we're like, let's let's try this out. And so it was so they come knocking on your door, and we're like, hey, we need some educational hip hop songs. You you down? Yeah. It was a show that was already touring the nation, teaching middle school students Newtonian physics, okay. and they wanted to update the music because it sounded a little not cool. And so we um, we rewrote the music to to be you know doper. Yeah. But that was the first time it was like we're getting together every day for like weeks, throwing down on something, and we're like this this collaboration can work. So, you know, now we're now we're getting together, going on many years. Yeah. Did you ever hear like response from middle schoolers about that? Like, did they, we actually went to a middle school in like Compton did. and did it like, live. They we saw the whole show, like dancers coming mm-hmm. out, like doing moves and singing these songs we wrote in my bedroom, and like. That was super surreal. Yeah, it's a big touring show that's like oh, funded wow. by Honeywell. Like it's a massive production, and they brought us out to see it and like honored us in front of the whole middle school and stuff. And we're like, this is weird. Yeah, that's really cool. I mean, that, yeah, it's one of those unique experiences. It sounds like that you just never think you're gonna do. You're like, hey, hey, Dad, I work for NASA, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we can say we work for NASA. Yeah, yeah, I do say that. You don't say yeah. that. I'm gonna start now. How do you think I get laid? Mm. <laughs> that's, that's right, hey. hey, you got a rocket ship in your pants, or? <laughs> hey, 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 this is what happens in the green room, people. Exactly. Green what room talk. Gr- what happens in the green room stage? You're listening to green room chat. Green toe. <laughs> exactly. So you you got this vibe. Uh, your message is to kind of uh, have everybody kind of do their thing. You want you want them to kind of be creative and realize that they can do what you guys are doing that's why you kind of leave the natural aspect of you know in your music yeah had the window open you guys were recording and everything right true yeah yeah i mean because we because it's so unexpected for us yeah in a way it feels like we have a uh a hall a secret hall pass to like do whatever we want and um and other people can can grab this secret hall pass too so if if they uh they use their mental powers and the the thing about the windows open is the fact that the music is all in the music and the song and if people are spending way too much money or emphasis on gear then they're in the wrong spot like we are lucky that we have great friends who are awesome mixing engineers and we could be in the best studios if we wanted to but you know we put the emphasis on the vibe Excellent. And so, um, as we went on, tell me about the Dreamland 2020 mixtape. Ooh, poof. Dreamland. What's what is what is that? Oh, that's that's what you guys are here to. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't heard of this Dreamland. Oh, we don't we don't speak of Dreamland. No, we we what the dream is over. Ooh. No, it's it uh, it disappeared. But um, another. It came from. We're always writing a bunch of songs in a lot of different styles, and and I guess that comes from our background as as writers. So like, yeah. we're just constantly doing a lot of many styles many that don't necessarily fit with coast modern in heavy quotes but um that was kind of a way just to get get some extra stuff off our chests and show people a little bit of a different side of what we have to offer 
a different side for now, but it might be the side in the future because Dreamland 2020 might emerge like the Phoenix did. Bigger, better, stronger, stronger. faster. Yep, yep. You know that song? Yes, of course. Which one, the Daft Punk or Kanye? Which one were you, were you quoting? I was quoting Daft Punk. Me too. <laughs> yeah, okay, yeah, good. Of course. We we like to joke that we put out our second album before our first album, being yeah. Dreamland 2020. Yeah. But, hey, we'll so see. We see it. But we just joke about that. Yeah. It's just a joke. <laughs> we didn't actually put out our second album before our no, first one. No, of course not. Of course not. No. And so do you guys keep writing on the road or is that, I mean, is that kind of something you're going to reserve for, I know we're, we're just starting the tour, so it's yeah. early, but is, are we already thinking, I guess you can say third album or <laughs> depending on how you look at it? I mean, we're always thinking, uh, Coleman, wrote, Coleman wrote a ton on the last album, the last tour, yeah. pardon me. Put out an EP mm-hmm. called Van Jams that was all made in the van, the whole EP. I remember like, hearing about that, yeah. Oh, you did? I, I did. I heard you, awesome. you were recording in the van and... We're yeah. we're actually writing right now. I, s- I said we're a- we're actually yeah. writing right now. Uh, uh-huh. sitting on the now. couch. Yeah. <laughs> on the couch. <laughs> it's a work in progress. Yeah, right? we'll work on it. I mean, give, give it an hour and we'll have a, a song down, right? Yeah, I think I th- yeah I think I think the road is also a good place to collect in- inspiration. Yeah. You, know, you can't always be outputting. Sometimes you gotta input. That's it. A theory that has not been successfully tested. You're right. Just like to be lazy. <laughs> but you have, a, you have a long time ahead. Are there any shows you want to uh, binge while you're on the road? Any music you're going to listen to? You said you listen to podcasts also a lot. I want to listen to this King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard album. Okay. It's one of the highest rated albums of the year. I want to check it out. I don't watch movies, though. I'm finishing up Twin Peaks. It's Is it good? some of the best anything i've ever seen i love david lynch it's truly next level cosmic amazingness yeah i haven't jumped on it maybe because i didn't want to ruin the original did you did you see the you watch the original i did i did yeah it's no the new one is amazing okay it's it goes yeah above and beyond what i expected the first episode will throw you off and then you i like watched the first one and then i had to stop because i was like i don't know but it it really got good yeah okay yeah Okay, I'll have to check that out as well. I'm watching a lot of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia right now. It's always good. Yes. Always funny and sunny. Absolutely. Cool. It's always funny in Philadelphia. (laughs) Yes. There it is. Boom. Well, thank you guys for taking the time today. And good luck in your show tonight. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Okay, so that was the interview with Coast Modern on Concert Pipeline. Thank you to Luke and Coleman for uh, for taking the time and doing the interview. It was a good time. We hung out backstage, and um, and there's this room where, uh, you know the Concert Pipeline banner, right, where we get all the bands to sign? Well, we used to, kind of. We haven't really done it much. I haven't seen that banner in a long time. It's upstairs, but um, I don't bring it out often. Um, it's Real estate is low, and so I don't know. I, I have to, I'm pretty particular about who signs it at this point, um, mm-hmm. but... Uh, and I haven't taken it out in a while, right? Uh, but, um, but like that, right? They uh, there are bands that have signed the wall um, in the in the rickshaw stop backstage. Um, there's like a red wall and Charlie XCX, and there's one that says Hillary Duff. And so we were contemplating whether Hillary Duff had actually signed it or if mm-hmm. someone just wrote that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like, did she? I mean, she had a short-lived music career, but was she? Did she? Was she here? Mm. Sort of thing. You know who Hilary Duff is, right? By name. Okay. 
well that that is her name do you do you know who i could not I don't ask you i could not sure. if 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 somebody were to you know um present some hillary duff material to me i probably wouldn't be able to say oh that's hillary duff of audio sent uh, i've seen or like anything anything okay so you've you've heard the name in in life yes exactly <laughs> but you don't know who she is at all right you haven't heard of her. but i would i would attribute her to she's, music or film or something i wouldn't I, say oh she's a politician or you know okay that's good because she's not a politician right most people would not attribute I could her put to her, music either. I could put her in a category, yeah. Which, which category would you put her in, music or... Well, female, for one. That's good. That's a good uh, start for Hillary. And then I would probably say music, and then maybe, you know, film after that. And you're off on both accounts, actually. Because <laughs> she is a Disney Channel star. Like, she grew... Are you serious? <laughs> She's like, what's her face before she went yeah, porn? Yeah, Lohan. And, yeah. No, oh. the other chick. Oh, okay. You know, the... Brittany. No. Oh, okay. The, She's the, in the, the, the chick that put the penis on with the wrecking ball. Oh, uh, yeah. What's her name? No. Daughter of a country person, or I don't know. Billy Joe Cyrus? Miley, Miley Cyrus? Miley Cyrus, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. Miley uh-huh. Cyrus. Yeah. Yeah. See. yeah. It's like, yes, like Miley Cyrus. Because she, like, she was yeah. Hannah Montana. Yes. And Miley Cyrus was Hannah Montana. So she must so be best friends with, like, Hillary Duff. I mean, they must be. Yeah. Yeah. So Hillary, Hillary Duff does she does porn too? Or? I don't think so, actually. But, <laughs> but she did try a music career out. All so right. There is a chance she signed this wall, but but no one. I don't think Hillary Duff herself would call herself a musician. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. All right. All right. Well, well, I said film, and I mean Disney. That uh, part of film. I mean, they, they probably didn't shoot on film on Disney and <laughs> Channel, but. <laughs> But right. she's, a, she's a pop I uh, icon of sorts from 15 years ago, which again, Disney Channel and 15 years ago, unless you're really obsessed with clowns, not oh. your... <laughs> bring like it clowns. full circle. Uh, not your, your target demographic, I get, which is good. That's good, because you might be a pedophile. If, uh, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, you are probably 30 years older than Hilary Duff, so... <laughs> So, which is probably why I have no idea who that who that is. Yeah, and so uh, Hillary Duff. Let's see. She was born in. Um, she's an American actress, and it says and singer on Wikipedia, but 1987. So, 87. Okay. Yeah, I was 17. Okay, so you're, you're a couple. It will put you into a the couple decades older than category. And, yeah. And this doesn't really look like her, but uh, but there she is. So I gotta put my glasses on. Gotta put like your glasses on. Picture ever. Yeah. Well, that's her Wikipedia page. So you know what? I don't think I've ever seen a seen her. Yeah. So she's uh, she's Does blonde. Not recognize her. And she had a self titled album called Hillary Duff. So if Hillary Duff right now walked into your place on one side of the house, and then Stephen King walked in on the other side of the house, <laughs> I would have no idea who these people were. Apparently, like. Uh, do you guys live here? <laughs> the callback is that before potting, we had talked about Stephen King, and our friend Joe had, was driving to work today and saw Stephen King, past Stephen King driving, like and Stephen it, King was in a convertible, convertible or something right. like that. Uh, I don't know if he was pulled over or exactly. I haven't had all the details, but he saw Stephen King driving here in Napa. Uh, St. Helena today. or someplace, right? St. Helena. Helena. Did you say Helena? No, I said Helena. You just misheard me. <laughs> 
play back the tape. <laughs> you live close enough that you should know how to pronounce St. Helena. It's Helena. They just all pronounce it wrong. Okay. Helena. Everybody else is wrong. Yeah. Gotcha. Right. Anyway, we're getting way off track. <laughs> we need to focus. What we were do. we talking about before this? Coast Modern is on the program Rice, today. thank you. And Coast Modern. When we listen to a song of theirs, listen to the interview. We're going to play one more song from uh, from their set right now, and uh, and so and then we have some more fun stuff to talk about also, which uh, we didn't tease up up front. So we'll get to that in just a little bit. But here is a song from Coast Modern set at Rickshaw Stop, and that is Animal. Here it is. <laughs> modern um and in case you were wondering yes we are having several beers during the recording of this podcast this podcast is taking 
a considerable amount of time to complete. And I'm not sure if that's because it's just so damn hot in here, or the beer just never seems to go away. It's just always there, and it's always full. So I'm like, why is that? I keep on wanting to finish a beer, and usually after I finish a beer, the podcast's over. But it's just like, it's there, and it's there, and it's there. And it's there. Yeah. And speaking of it being there, and it being fucking hot, let's talk about the next topic, which is Foreigner. So we had Foreigner on two episodes ago, episode 150, which is brilliant. I mean, that was so great. And... uh and thank you to their uh, crew who helped set that that up. I mean, that was their second time on the podcast, which um, which couldn't think of a better band to have on for episode 150, which is kind of monumental. Next monumental episode will be our bicentennial episode at 200, if we make it that far. <laughs> which, we will make it that far. This podcast 200 might will blend happen. into that. But <laughs> Stay tuned. End of summer 2018. We'll be there. There you go. It's yeah. on the calendar, huh? Yeah, no. Yeah, so we have some time before 200, but uh, but in the meantime, uh, Foreigner was on episode 150, um, and this past week, when, uh, when it was astronomical temperatures of like 111 degrees, uh, it was in- insanely hot, right? Um, it, um, I went to see Foreigner with uh, my friend Jay, um, who you know as well, um, and... Uh, and we went out to uh, the Toyota Amphitheater in Wheatland, California, which is outside Sacramento. Sacramento, city of trees, by the way. We'll get back to that uh, toward the end of the podcast. But um, Wheatland, not the city of trees. The city of desolate, like desert outside of the city of trees. It's, the city of nothing. It's Yeah, not a spot of shade to be found anywhere, right? Nothing grows there. Exactly. And so it's, it, it, you know, it is hot sweat dripping from places you don't want to mention and every orifice yeah. is pers- perspiring perspiring exactly and so uh so we go out to see foreigner and we were set up with which is really cool uh by uh john uh john lappin who's really awesome and has said uh again thank you to john for setting us up with foreigner and martin barr and uh, and Joe Lewis Walker and all of the amazing ar- uh, artists that he's given us is r- really cool. And we've had so much great content on this podcast. Thanks to, uh, thanks to John. But so we go out, um, go out to cover the foreigner show and, um, and we're, uh, set up with a photo pass, um, two meet and greets and two tickets, which is, which is awesome. And that's the way you want to see a concert, right? Um, and, uh, and I brought, uh, you can bring in, to up to a gallon uh, of a bottle of water sealed. Um, so I got two one and a half liter bottles, and I froze them in the morning. Um, I was working from Jay's house, and uh, and then kind of took them out in the afternoon and put them in the fridge to kind of uh, not have them frozen solid or anything like that. So we were supposed to have these passes, right? And it was set up ahead of time. And um, Live Nation had reached out to me and let me know that there was a, a photo pass and two tickets um, under my name for, this was on a Friday, this show was, but they had said Saturday. So I emailed back, confirmed. Okay, so this is for Saturday, right? And I'm supposed to have two meet and greet passes too? Okay, no. Uh, they didn't know anything about meet and, the meet and greet passes. So I um, 
checked in with uh, my contact and um, and he said meet and greet is fine. And so I worked with Live Nation and they said, okay, yeah, Friday. And then so come the day of, we go, we get the um, the, the tickets and uh, the meet and greet passes, both in separate envelopes at we'll call. And then the um, and then I was supposed to text the Live Nation per, uh, chick for the photo pass and meet her to get it. Text her. She's like, yeah, I don't have you on the list for the photo pass. And, uh, and so she, uh, I mean, I'd sent her a screenshot of the email where she said I was on the list for the photo pass. And she's like, oh, well, I got the master, the final list and you're not on it. Kind of the end, right? Mm-hmm. Sort, sort of thing from her perspective. So I reached back out to my contact who said I, you know, had a photo pass and, um, and, um, and he, and he said he was not happy because he's like, I gave her a list three times and you're on it. Right. Mm-hmm. And he's like, call this person. She'll get you a photo pass. You're set. So, mm-hmm. so I call that person. She gives me a photo pass. I'm set. And then, um, and so we go in and by the way, when we went in, we had these two, one and a half liter bottles of water, you know, one mm-hmm. each, uh, that were semi frozen, semi water, right? Not full blocks of ice or anything, but the three security people had to touch these, bottles of water to let let us in because they're like if it's totally frozen it's it's a weapon i'm like it's a fucking 111 <laughs> degrees out here that's like, why they're touching it it's like oh nice this feels so good <laughs> I'm like, they weren't gonna let us take them in because they're uh you know but the three people they're like okay it was defrosted enough where it was like okay this is something you're gonna be drinking like <laughs> okay you know yeah sort of thing so so we got our water in uh, and we had the meet and greet with Foreigner, which was uh, was cool. It was like ten seconds with uh, with them really, um, and um, and got a photo, you know, up with them, which you can check out on our uh, Facebook page at Concert Pipeline Pod. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was smooth. Uh, <laughs> Facebook.com forward slash Concert Pipeline Pod. That's correct. And uh, as well as other pictures from the, the concert because we did get our photo pass. So you can check those out on Facebook. Um, you can check some out on Twitter, Instagram, that sort of thing as well. All, the, all of our socials, uh, the Twitter and Instagram are Concert Pipeline. At Concert Pipeline. Without the go. pod, just Concert Pipeline. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and and it was an incredible show. And I'll tell you, you know, even though we've had uh, Foreigner on the the podcast um, twice now, like I didn't realize, that, you know, that um, there's been kind of like um, multiple like revolving members in in the group. Like they have this connection that is really cool. And they it feels like they've been doing this for uh, you know all forty years of that they've been around but really mick jones is the only one who's been in the band that long uh and they put on such a great show and i mean it was it's just so much fun and like almost every song is a hit right uh something you uh you uh you can sing aloud to and uh and rock out to and it's uh, it's so much fun so it was a lot of it was a great show it was a a good time i had a really good time at foreigner good exciting yeah and um, and, uh, cheap trick opened, uh, as well. And they, and they were, you know, uh, rocking They were, they were a good set, but really the opener, Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin experience. That was, that was such a strong opener for the, uh, the tour. Jason Bonham, who actually spent some time in foreigner as well. Um, they played a bunch of Led Zeppelin songs. What a great way to open nice. a concert. Yeah. Absolutely. Who doesn't want to hear that? Yeah. So, 
Um, so it was such a great, um, uh, such a great rock show. And I, I dug it. And we're going to play, um, a song from foreigner at the end of the, um, at the end of the podcast. Sounds good. Excellent. What a great experience in Wheatland. Exactly. Yes. Except where there are no trees. Where there and it's no 111. Trees. So besides those pieces. Of, and ice is a projectile. Yeah. I, <laughs> like weapon of mass destruction. So yeah. don't bring any ice to don't, Wheatland don't if you guys ever ice. go. Yeah. Cannot do that. But. Yeah. Half half frozen bottles at most, right? So, <laughs> But definitely bring your water because you need it. So especially right now. So, um, I, I figured out that these beers are... Are, are refilling themselves. Is that what's happening? That's exactly what's happening. It's your dog. Okay. You've got the stealthy dog that's refilling our beers. That's he is. That's what he does. I've trained him well. This is an amazing dog. I want a dog just like this. In fact, there might come a day where you realize your dog is missing, and then I'll tell you this incredible story about this dog I just got. All right, will you? Yes. <laughs> because last I heard, uh, you didn't want a dog that was as big as mine. You wanted a dog that you could fit in your pocket. Yes, uh-huh. that's true. That's true. But I will figure a way around that. Okay. I will put him in the dryer or something, something to shrink him, but maybe just shave him a little bit. Then uh-huh. he'll be smaller. Okay. We'll work on that. I'm coming up with ideas. These are great ideas. Yeah. See, then I don't have to go dog shopping. Yeah. Yeah. You know what else is a good idea, Jens? Taking your cat. You could take the cat. I don't care. <laughs> I haven't seen your cat since you've moved in here. In fact, I've never seen your cat at this house. But you have shown me pictures of your cat, like in the tree and I did. on the laundry machine or something. I don't know. I, but yeah. So I rarely ever, you know, will take pictures of him. But I did take a picture of him last night, actually, on, on the bed. So he does exist. So I just see like bed covers. I don't That's, see a cat on the picture. That's not bed covers. That's the cat. <laughs> oh, that is the cat. That it's is a cat. super zoomed up photo of the cat's head with its paw on its head. Sleeping, sleeping on my bed. upside yes. down. Yes, exactly. That's cute. Yes. So uh, yeah. he, he does still exist. Eight so year, eight you like years later. You just download random pictures off the internet and just pretend it's your cat. Exactly. That's what happens. Oh. Yeah. So, uh, Jens, I think it's time to get to our, uh, your favorite segment on the podcast. Which is music news. We've got some good stories. We do have some good stories. Yeah, that's not really true, but we have a few stories. (laughs) We have stories. We have some stories. They're not really all that great, but that's not our fault because there just hasn't been a whole lot of exciting stuff to report. Um, but there are definitely some significant stories that we will share. Um, so as customary, I will let you begin. Okay. Cause usually I have more stories than you. And usually so you have not just more, but like better, better stories. <laughs> I don't know. Your, your quality of finding yes, stories is... I am happy to report. I do not have any Justin Bieber stories to report on this podcast. So I'm very excited about that. We're he all has not happy. been in the news. We're all happy for that. And I hope he stays out. Yes. So. Um, so I'll start with one of my favorite bands and that is the Foo Fighters. They are opening a temporary London pub. I want to go. Well, you better get on a fucking plane because it's on Friday. (laughs) Oh shit. We got to go now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. So they're what, what's it called and where is it? And what, what's, what is it? So they took to Twitter on Monday to announce that they're, uh, open for business for five days from Friday, the same day their album concrete and gold is released. 
They wrote, keep calm and come on in the caption alongside a link to a special website for the pub and a poster advertising its location in the uh, Benthal Green area of East London. Poster also included a logo image for their new establishment, which featured two dragon skeletons holding a coat of arms. Underneath, a banner displays uh, the Latin phrase, uh, Domine de Grige Nos, which means Lord guide us in English. That's some amazing Latin. You spoke that without an accent. I did. That was authentic. And I stumbled through it less than you stumbled through many names on the podcast. <laughs> this is true. Hats off to you. This is true. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, so Foo Fighters are proud to announce the opening of the Foo Fighters Arms in London for one week only, a message on the pub's website said. Doors will open to the public on 15th September. They put the number before the month in, in jolly old England. Oh, jolly English, yes. <laughs> yes. To celebrate the release of their new album, Concrete and Gold, which I am ex- actually really excited about. And uh, and I really want to kind of see them play these songs. I was on the fence at first, and now I, I'm kind of... I don't know. It's uh, these stories are kind of driving in me, and seeing their new videos, I, I I'm digging their their new stuff that I've heard so far. Um, so they'll host a series of events for both fans and the general public. There will be Foo Fighters beers and exclusive merchandise on sale through the week. Uh, keep an eye on the band's social media channels to find out more. Invite only launch event is set to take place on Thursday before the doors open to the general public, where a release party for the album would take place. Uh, fans can win exclusive prizes in a Foo Fighters-themed pop quiz. All right. Yes. Um, and like, so, what's on the pop quiz? Like, question one, who are the Foo Fighters? <laughs> Name one person in the Foo Fighters. Uh, hopefully no more than one if you're a big fan, but okay. Is the quiz available online so you can practice for the quiz? I don't think it's open book, like open notes. Cliff notes? No cliff notes? No, I no. think you need to just know your shit. Okay. Yeah, and uh, so that announcement comes shortly after Dave Grohl told Metallica's Large Ulrich on his Beats 1 show that they'd planned to record the album live in front of an audience at the Hollywood Bowl, but PJ Harvey beat them to it. Maybe eight months later, after they booked the Bowl show, PJ Harvey sort of did something similar where she set up a recording studio. I think it was an installment in an art museum where you could come and watch, she said. And I was like, that's sort of similar. Now I can't do the other thing. That sucks. Totally <laughs> sucks. What the hell? But I, I know. Dave Grohl really marches to the beat of his own drum. And when someone tries to get in that beat, apparently... He it throws him off, and he's not he's not about it. He's like, nope, we're we're gonna hook a left here, where uh, where we're gonna hook a right. So, uh. so apparently that's not happening. It's too close to PJ Harvey doing it. So, uh, but that would have been really cool. Yeah, that would have been totally cool. Oh well. Yeah. So we're gonna look for uh, last minute tickets so we can go to this place. Yeah, I think it's October that they're gonna be in Sacramento. Oh, you're talking about uh, the bar. Uh, yeah, let's go I, to the pub. Okay, you go to on that on Friday. We're both going. <laughs> oh, let's okay. get our days off now. You were talking about taking the day off tomorrow. Forget it. We're taking Friday <laughs> off, and I'll see if I can get like last minute cheap deals, you know, through Miami or something. There and back in a day, right? Or people don't want to go, so we'll get some really, you know, cheap tickets. It's it's December second that they're playing in Sacramento, so there's still some time. If I really like the album, I can you know get tickets online or what have you for that or their Sacramento show. 
Yeah. I just, right. I wasn't, you know, I mean, I saw him at Bottle Rock and I was three people back and it was an incredible show. And at the time it was their only U.S. T- uh, show that they had listed for the year. And, uh, and the first show they'd done in the U.S. in two years. And so there's so much epic proportions behind that, that I was like, uh, do I want to see them again in December? I, I always do, but I'm like, do I want to pay to see him? You but, talk. You talk like you have so much enthusiasm for Bottle Rock, and this comes from a guy who said, "I'm never going back to Bottle Rock. I hate these big concerts." Uh, that was one night of Bottle Rock. <laughs> like it's a three-day festival, so I'm gonna go through some emotions. Day one, solid, great, a lot of fun. Saw a lo- lot of local bands that I knew, and uh, and great performances, and enjoyed it. Day two, not as fun. It, it was okay, but uh, but not as great. Day three, Foo Fighter stage great again so two out of three not bad i'll i'll keep the door open i'll give to, you that when it comes back again next year i'll consider but it it's got to be a lineup that's up my alley i'm, I'm not just going to go to go so it was two out of three so it was like 66.67 percent awesome but i mean really the uh 66 percent overrides the 33 percent and not that the 33 percent was really bad because it was tom petty right like i mean it was cool but it was just so I mean, it was too much. I and I com- I get in this thing where I compare it to, like experiences past, right? Like when I've, I mean, I've, I've talked about these experiences I've had with Tom Petty and with the Foo Fighters and how they're on this level that I can't even that nothing's going to compare it to. When I'm in the photo pit for Tom Petty two years in a row for his whole set, closer than front row, taking pictures of him and Stevie Nicks comes out for some songs and and I'm like right there, like looking right up at him and Ben Matesh and Mike uh, and everybody else and uh, the Heartbreakers, like and and I'm right there. And comparing it to 12 years later, you know, being so far back and just kind of watching it on the screens and being shoulder to shoulder with everybody else, it's not comparable to me. So that's where I'm like, it's like, it's, it's almost hard. like you don't want to ruin the experience. It's like you exactly. have these awesome memories. I want to leave it. Yeah. Where it was. I can relate to that. Yeah. In yeah. this amazing experience, right? So that's what it, what it was. It, it wasn't all the bottle rock because really i don't have a lot to complain about it's three miles from my house i can you know get there crawling backwards if i wanted to right like i mean it's right there Mm. and i mean it's such a cool experience to be able to have in my backyard but yeah there's a lot of fucking people yeah too many fucking people yes you have a story for us i do it's a sad story it's a sad story bring us down Uh, okay so i'm gonna bring everybody down a few levels um Let's talk about Steely Dan. Uh, Walter Becker, who has a name that I can very easily pronounce. Thank you to the parents of Walter Becker. Uh, co-founder Steely, co-founder Steely Dan, Walter Becker, died Sunday at the age of 67. So bring it on. Bring it on. Walter! What a great guitarist. Awesome. Walter. So the news was confirmed by his longtime bandmate, Donald. Um, And in a statement, uh, Donald said, I intend to keep the music we created together alive as long as I can with the Steely Dan band. 
there were no other details offered, uh, but the guitarist, bassist, and songwriter had uh, been in poor health um, and didn't participate uh, in two weekly Dan concerts in July. Um, so yeah, really sounds like his health was failing. Um, you said weekly, Dan. Did I say weekly? You did. But I think you meant Steely. Two Steely Dan cons. Oh. Oh, that's weird. My brain kind of sw- screwed that up. I was thinking I was reading two concerts that happened in one week, like weekly. Yeah. You know, or or one concert per week. I don't know. Whatever. We'll forgive you. Continue on. Sorry. My apologies. <laughs> you didn't mess up his name, but you got... <laughs> I see. I messed up the story, but I did not mess up his name. I still feel very proud of myself. Thank you again to the parents of Walter Becker. Yep. Um, anyway, so, um, uh, Donald, uh, then, uh, told reporters in August that Becker had undergone medical, a medical procedure that prevented him from touring. Um, he had performed, however, with Steely Dan as recently as April. Um, so, uh, Walter had founded Steely Dan, uh, with singer and songwriter, Donald Fagan in 1972, and with the help of many talented session musicians, the band released a string of popular and critically acclaimed albums that combined rock, jazz, and studio wizardry in an unprecedented fashion. Uh, Becker was careful to distance his music from the fusion wave that was taking shape in jazz and uh, at the time. Yeah, so good memories. Good memories. Thank you very much. Um, Walter for being an instrumental part of Steely Dan and for all the music that uh, you uh, gave to the world. Good times. Let's pour some out for our homies. Definitely. Exactly. Uh, So this next story, Jens, uh, that I have is about a band that we saw last year, I believe, at uh, Bridge School Benefit. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, let me guess. Um, Did they play any acoustic material? You're right on track. <laughs> well, I just um, I was I'm going to say Metallica, but everybody you're, everybody uh, there played acoustic because it is was an acoustic performance. Was acoustic. So it's the whole point to do acoustic music. Um, so yes, yeah, so I'm going to say Metallica because they're the ones that stood out since they don't do acoustic. Exactly. Okay, yeah. So thanks. this is a Metallica story, and it comes with video. This has a. Video. It comes with video. Yay! So so, uh, so this is a story about uh, James Ulrich um, played a show. Um, this past week um, with Metallica and uh, and he didn't realize that the tra- a trap door in the stage was open oh another one of these Jimmy Buffett tor- sort of situations where you uh-huh. fall, fall off the stage sort of thing so this is going to require your attention Jens because you're going to have to uh, actually, I got to pay attention yeah you're going to have to actually watch this as we I'm going to watch this well you know I usually look down when I'm walking anyway so I think I'm pretty good when it comes to you know, not falling through holes in the ground, but I will watch this. Hold on. Put- so, so here, here it comes. You ready? All right, I'm ready. Okay. Bring it. Yeah. So. Oh, you see him, him falling to the stage. Okay, so he did that. He did not do that on purpose. So let's back it up a little bit. Hold on. Hold on. He fell, but oh, he's still playing. Yeah. So ready? Oh yeah. Oh yeah, that was not intentional. Not intentional. But he's still playing, and he's probably screaming at the same time. And so watch Lars Ulrich, the drummer, like back here. He's like looking back. He's like, 
Do I stop sort of thing? <laughs> Keep on playing. He kept on playing, right? Wow. That's crazy. Why is there a big hole in the stage? I mean, that's not a tiny little <laughs> manhole into a you know street sewer. That's a huge. That's like a. Listen to him. Ready? Right. Yes, I'm okay. okay. My ego, not so much. Uh -huh. I mean, I'm sorry. That looks like a little grave plot. That's how big that hole is. Hurt my feelings, maybe a little bit. But I can tell you about it. Now it's done. Okay. Uh, I think I'm, I'm speaking for most of the fans um, here when I say they probably had no idea what was going on. Because <laughs> they're so far away. Because they're so far away. Yeah, unless you're really close to the stage. I, I don't know, but you got the cameras on uh, you know, on the stage and everything, and you kind of see it go, go down, and his, he tripped, obviously, right? So, yeah. And, of course, everybody's got their phone out, so there's proof of this, of this happening ha happening yeah. as well right so then they can so always rewind on their phone like what was he talking about oh my god that's right he fell in the hole added to the list of musicians that have fallen uh from the stage <laughs> at this point so yeah it's uh he he played it off a little bit but i'm sure he's uh like he said his uh his pride was not uh yeah tarnished exactly and that's something that you don't expect at all you know when you're when you're performing and i'm sure it it kind of um, you know, breaks up your rhythm a little. <laughs> it, it was <laughs> so like what the fuck. It was not metal, right? So <laughs> yeah. Well, at least he wasn't, you know, bleeding or he didn't yeah, pass he, out or something. He was okay, I think. So yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so you have another story for us, Jens? I do have another story for you. I do have another story for you. I do. Okay. Um, I'm going to talk really briefly about one of my favorite artists of all time. Okay. Be Lady Gaga. No. She is putting up her hat and uh, and not doing music after I this tour. I was going to do that story, but I thought I'd save you. <laughs> I thought I'd save you from that story. But now that okay. you mention it, let me just tell you that I... am glad you saw her when you did. That I'm glad I saw her when I did because she is taking a break or considering taking a break uh -huh. from music for okay, a while okay that's all i know i didn't actually read the article that was just the headline okay fair so enough. yes but now that you bring it up i do have to mention that i am happy that i did get a chance to see lady gaga recently because you for, may never again for her joanne joanne tour uh not because um of you know uh the concert itself but like i said in that particular podcast it was worth the money to go to that show just to look at how her fans had dressed up for the show. Okay. I mean, it was like Halloween with a Lady Gaga theme. Uh -huh. It was hilarious. Okay. It was funny. We'll leave that in the uh, past episode. You continue on. You have yeah. another story. It was us. like 200 bucks or something just to look at That's people ridiculous. dressed up like you're, Lady Gaga. I'm not sure that was worth it. I'm going to reconsider this statement. Yes. Um, that might not have been worth it. Probably not. I can think of many things I could spend $200 okay. on, but that were not. So anyway, no, this has nothing to do with Lady Gaga. Nothing to do with Lady Gaga. Uh, this is an artist I've seen. I mean, for $200, she blows you, right? Like, I mean, like that's included or no? No, there's okay. no blowing. Okay. <laughs> that, uh, that would have been nice, but there's no blowing. <laughs> okay, no, this is... Um, so there are two bands that I've seen over and over and over and over and over again. Uh, one of those is... Lady Gaga. <laughs> okay, continue. Flogging fucking Molly. Yeah, and you know that because you've been there for, for like, yes, at least half of those. The other one, of course, is my favorite guy, Bob Dylan. Mm -hmm. And I just want to say, in brief, um, 
uh, he has announced his U.S. tour. He's been touring Europe for a while, and now he's back on U.S. soil, and he's gonna, uh, he just released his tour dates. And I'm really excited that uh, he's finally coming back, and he's not dead yet, and he's still touring. Um, he, I don't know how old this guy is, but he is old. He looks like he's 147. Not quite 147 yet, but getting there. He, um, he was uh, born in 1941. Yes, and I'm looking at a few pictures of him, um, and he does. I just don't see how this guy could possibly, you know, be alive without the help of <laughs> witchcraft. But um, he has re- released a bunch of uh, tour dates starting uh, October 13th and uh, None of them here. November 16th. <laughs> and to my deepest, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Dismay. Dismay. Yeah. To my deepest dismay, none of them are anywhere close to the Bay Area. In fact, the closest one is in California, but it's at some Southern bullshit venue um, in Southern California at Harrah's or something. Said bullshit crap. venue is Harrah's, yes. Yeah, so what the fuck? I mean, maybe Vegas, October 14th, at least that. Is it the Cosmo? But everything else is... Um, not anywhere on the West Coast. I mean, not even, there are no Seattle dates, no Vancouver dates. But I guess that's not a U.S. tour. This is assuming he lives through this whole this, tour. This is assuming he lives through this tour, and unlike Justin Bieber, doesn't cancel any of them. Um, Did but, you see who's opening for the tour? Uh, I don't think anyone Mavis Staples. opens for Dylan. Oh, that's right, Mavis Staples. Ah, that's right. Of course, he has a bunch of people that usually open for him. Yeah. I don't she even, played Bottle Rock this past year. She did. I saw her uh, right. briefly, so... Yeah, she's another person. If she walked okay. into your house right now, would not know who that is. I'm like, who You're... is that? I'd <laughs> if recognize she walked Dylan. At all, because yeah, she had some help getting onto the stage. She did. Okay, so she rolled she's in up maybe. There with Dylan, uh, in terms of age, like they're very close in age, I'm sure. <laughs> oh my God. Anyway, so I'm really excited to 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 hear that Dylan is finally you know touring the U.S. again. Um, but very sad that um, you know uh, there are no dates around here but it isn't you know unlikely that maybe they'll add some dates i don't know it, i hope so it's possible but who it's knows possible, right who yeah. knows. yes i'm He's, keeping my fingers crossed it's been a long time since i last saw him he's starting the tour on the west coast so the chances i mean his next tour is like you said is in vegas he there's not mm. a lot of time in between where there, he can add a date yeah it's probably not gonna happen so well i'm sad Yes. Can I go home? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you might not have on this tour. Yeah, all right. Uh, but you're willing to fly to England for food. So. Yeah. Yeah, I would do that. I would totally do that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I'll keep you guys tuned in tune or tuned in um, if uh, he or some you know local dates are announced. So um, I have one more story. Do you have any more stories? Or is it, is, is I have one tiny okay. story. It's It's tiny. Okay, why don't you take your last story, and then I'll, I'll do mine. Oh, really? Yeah, why not? Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> okay, it's like that. Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, give me two seconds. Um, if I don't uh-huh. find it here, screw it. Uh, yeah, you go, and okay. then I'll go. Okay, I'm going to go then. Uh, so... Uh, my last story is about uh, Blink-182's Mark Hoppus. He releases a solo track to raise money for dogs impacted by Hurricane Harvey. That was the story I was going to... I was actually had two more stories really? to tell, and I wasn't quite sure which one I was going to do. I was like, whichever one I find first. 
so you do that one and I'll, fight, I'll try to find the other one. Okay. This well, is a great story. Dibs, because apparently I'm going to be hanging with Mark Hoppus in a couple of weeks. So, um, so dibs on this one, right? Uh, the track appears on a compilation called Dog Songs, uh, with all proceeds going to the American Society for Prevention of Cruelty to an- Animals. So um, uh, it's, uh, uh, each track on the album is uh, dedicated to a different famous pooch from Scooby-Doo to the puppet the center of the This Is Fine meme. I don't even know what that <laughs> is, but he dedicated his song to Dinky, the nasty canine from National Lampoon's Vacation, oh. <laughs> who meets his demise when Clark Griswold forgets to untie him from the bumper of his car before driving away. I have to talk to him about this when I when I see him. So um he uh minces no words as he eulogizes the hound exclaiming dinky you're such a fucking drag he also reminisces fondly on chevy chase's radness in the 1980s so despite being billed as a hoppus solo number uh the song uh features blink 182 drummer travis barker behind the kit with additional songwriting credit from pop punk song uh super producer john feldman uh, who's the lead singer of Goldfinger as well and produced Blink-182's um, album, I believe, as well. So um, you can check out Not Every Dog Goes to Heaven um, and buy the album uh, from uh, from there. So um, let's see if we can get a uh, little, little sample of this here. Yeah! Hmm. Oh. I dig it. Yeah, that so, that's awesome. You know, I was um, when I read that story uh, originally. I um, made me think of this uh, photo that I saw online um, of a guy who had stopped his pickup truck on the freeway to pick up a stray dog. Picked up the dog, um, presumably to you know put in the truck. But what you were seeing was also this massive uh, military helicopter landing in the background. Have you seen the fifth of this photo? It's, no, it's impressive. No. Yeah, he's uh, rescuing dogs. I guess a lot of dogs are coming here to California uh, to find uh, new owners and, and stuff. Interesting, interesting. Yeah, um, yeah and so mentioned um, getting to hang with uh, Mark Hop. Excuse me, Mark Hoppus. So that's probably going to be the content of the next podcast, unless I get another interview beforehand. Um, nothing's confirmed right now, but. Um, but Blink-182 is playing um, the City of Trees, bringing it full circle. Like I mentioned earlier, I would mention Sacramento, the City of Trees. There's a City of Trees festival uh, that's going on at Papa Murphy's Park on September 24th. And uh, and Blink-182 is playing. Uh, Bleachers, one of my favorite bands, uh, is also playing. Uh, so is... Dream Car, which is uh, the the band that's led by... Um, the lead singer of AFI, 
um, Davey Havoc, as well as the rest of the band from No Doubt, including Adrian Young, Tony Canal, Tom DeMont, um, uh, et cetera. So, uh, so, I mean, their album also was really cool. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to checking out all those bands. Also, New Politics. Those are the main stage bands. There's a bunch of other bands that are playing as well. But I think that's where I'm going to be kind of hanging. And um, and I have a friend who's friends with uh, Mark Hoppus. So um, we're going to uh, apparently be hanging with Mark at uh, some point. And, uh, and that'll be cool. So don't think we'll be getting them on the podcast probably. But... Uh, but we'll be reporting back from that and also playing some um, some tracks from this sh- show, hopefully, as well. So uh, really looking forward to that. It's probably going to be hot as hell, but uh, but will be a lot of fun. I mean, seeing Blink and, and Bleachers and, um, and, uh, and all those other bands will be such a great time. Nice. Sweet. Yep. I wish I had one more story, but I really don't. Okay. I did, but it wasn't important. I stole I your story. That, yeah, that, that was the story. It's always good to end with animals. I'm, yes, and I'm glad we you know, both agreed on what the uh, last story should be, so, that, so that's good. Um, cool. So like I said, we don't have any interviews confirmed right now, so not sure what's going to happen next on the concert pipeline, but we will have uh, coverage of City of Trees coming up um, as well as so much more. So uh, lots of fun stuff all the time. You can check us out um, in all of our socials like Jens seamlessly told us before. He's going to hit it again and tell you one more time how you can f- uh, get a hold of us. Social media is the medium. Facebook, of course. You can find us at Facebook slash concert pipeline pod you can also find us on youtube and twitter and instagram at concert pipeline and periscope as well sometimes we periscope shows check that shit out and follow us there too so absolutely and subscribe to the podcast on itunes and And stitcher Stitcher. there you go exactly so we're going to uh play you out with one song from uh foreigner's show uh in the hottest balls wheatland uh toyota amphitheater hot as balls exactly sweaty balls yes (laughs) Can I interest you in some sweaty balls? Some sweaty holiday balls? Have you seen that skit? Yes, Alec Baldwin, yes. Uh, NPR. Yeah, I know, it's S- SNL. SNL's so fucking yes. funny, dude. It's great. Good times. Sweaty balls. Yes. We're going to play uh, with one more song here uh, from uh, Foreigner. For all of us that here at Concert Pipeline, that's Jen Schiphol. And that is Steve Jones. And this is Urgent from Foreigner. Urgent, urgent, urgent.